Hello and welcome to the ESE Family Connections. I'm your host, Debbie Anderson, Director of ESE. Today we have Krista Mitchell joining us to talk to us about the Gifted Program. Krista is one of the program facilitators in the ESE department. Welcome, Krista. Thank you. It's great to be here. Can you tell us a little bit about the gifted program that we have in Santa Rosa County Schools? Absolutely. Well, we all know that students who are gifted, they have learning needs that go beyond what the traditional general education classroom can offer. Um, their nature and their abilities requires a lot of differentiated learning experiences and opportunities for them to maximize their potential. Support services are provided so that gifted students in a variety of fields and disciplines will be able to critically examine the complexity of knowledge and also create and adapt and assess multifaceted questions, conduct thoughtful research and exploration, think creatively and critically to identify and solve real world problems assume leadership and participatory roles in both the gifted classroom and their heterogeneous group learning situations, and develop a delivery of variety authentic performances um, that demonstrate their understanding and set and achieve personal, academic, and career goals. So those are actually the seven gifted goals that the state of Florida focuses on, and that's what we really hone in on in our classrooms. Thanks, Krista. That was actually a lot of really good information for our parents. Can you now tell us a little bit about the process that a child may go through to see if they're eligible to participate in the gifted program? Well, I thought I would just walk you through the whole process so that parents can better understand how this progresses. So first of all, any student from the age of kindergarten to 12th grade may be referred to a school counselor by their teacher, a parent, or a guardian, and students may actually self-identify. The next step would be that a school counselor would start a referral for parents to sign and consent to have their child screened. We make sure that vision and hearing screenings are up to date and conducted and that they are within the normal range. We do give a screener that the school counselors give the students. And this is our way to see if a student is able to move forward for the full gifted evaluation. Typically, they look at scores between 125 and above on the screener to further evaluate a student. And once that evaluation is complete, and if the student is able to proceed, then we will send another consent form home from the school counselor. And what we have to do then is they will go on for a full psychological evaluation. If a student is found eligible based upon the scores, it ha they have to have superior intellectual development and it has to be measured by two standard deviations above the norm, which would give us a 130. But not only that, a student must also have the need for the specialized instruction programs, and they must obtain a majority of the gifted checklist characteristics. Um, 
The state also has implemented a few years ago what we called a standard, ed standard error of measurement. And what this means is if a child scores between a 127 and a 129, we can consider the student for gifted services as long as the team determines that there is a need for the program for this child. So it is a lengthy process at times, but that's basically how we go through um, Krista, you mentioned that a screening process is the initial steps. I know sometimes our parents get a little bit confused as to the difference between the screener and the full evaluation. Can you explain to us a little bit more about what the screening process uh, looks like? Sure. Um, the screener is basically a small test where the school counselor will pull the student and sit down with them and give them some problems. It does have a verbal section and a nonverbal section, and they do get an overall score. The score is not considered to be a full IQ score, but it does give our, um, our staff, our counselors, our psychologists, and our teachers an idea of a possible score that they would make on a full cognitive evaluation. And this sort of helps us to see where the child might be and if we need to move forward with that full cognitive eval. Since the gifted program is for all grade levels, can you tell us how the programs look in each of the levels, such as elementary, middle, and high? Sure. Well, our elementary gifted program, it is a resource model, or what we call a pull-out model, where the students are actually pulled from their general education class once a week to spend time with their like peers and gifted. Um, when we move on to the middle school, we have a couple of different models in our middle schools. Some middle schools offer what we call a gifted elective, and others offer a gifted content course, such as science. Um, our high school gifted program is a consultative program where our high school teachers hold meetings with each student once a month to work on any needs the student may have. They also hold group sessions and based upon the needs survey that our teachers give the high school students at the beginning of the year. And this is something new that we have started this year and it was actually an idea that was given to us by a high school um, senior from Pace High and so this was a wonderful idea because he suggested that um, we have a survey because he would love to be in a group setting sometimes and so we have started this and we're really excited about it this school year. In our district uh, we provide a lot of professional development for our teachers. Can you tell us what professional development looks like for a gifted teacher? Yes, and I, I first want to start by talking a little bit about our gifted endorsed teachers. Our teachers that do teach gifted, they have to be endorsed, which is a five-course program that we offer free to our district um, through Fiddlers, where the teachers do an online course and are able to obtain at the end of those five courses their gifted endorsement. So that's one thing that we do provide for teachers in our district. But as far as professional development goes for my current gifted teachers, it's really based upon the needs that arise in gifted education. 
Every year or at the end of the year, I typically send out a survey to each gifted teacher asking what specific needs they may have. Um, based upon what their answers are on that survey, I research some ways and some um, ways for them to receive that quality training based upon their needs. But now I also hold professional development based upon areas we may need to improve upon. And it takes some research, but like this year I pulled in Lisa Van Gammert. She's the gifted guru. And we've been dealing a lot with differentiation, trying to learn a little bit more about how to meet the individual needs, not only in our general education classrooms, but in the gifted classroom where we do see levels different sometimes. And so she spoke on that and it was an incredible opportunity. She gave free books to my teachers. Um, we're also doing some professional learning. We're doing a book study together on depth and complexity. So there's various things throughout the year. I also offer my teachers once a month a chance to hop on teams. We discuss things, updates, anything that they need to know so that my teachers are kept informed. Krista, can you tell us a little bit about the curriculum that they use in the gifted program? Yes. Basically, in our gifted program, we don't have a set curriculum for our gifted teachers. In our elementary resource pullout classes, our teachers design instruction based upon student interests and strengths. Um, the classroom basically consists of research, creativity, critical thinking, and STEAM, which we all know is a wonderful thing. Um, much of the elementary gifted classroom is a hands-on learning environment with a lot of real-world situations mixed in. And really, they try to reach the learning styles of each individual child based upon their strengths. When we move up to our middle school level, I explained earlier that we have the gifted elective classes and we also have the content classes. And our middle school gifted elective is a lot like the elementary, but of course at their level to meet their educational needs where they do a lot of hands-on learning and STEAM and critical and creative thinking to meet their educational needs. The content course in middle school a lot of them that we have are science, so they do teach that science curriculum, but we offer it in a tiered way that it's more instructionally challenging for the students so that it can meet their needs. Now, our high school teachers, they meet with the students to discuss maybe their courses. Um, We've had students come in and they want to know more about which courses are going to be best for them to take in high school to meet what they want, such as Bright Futures, um, because they do have to have so many honors courses and have a certain GPA. Our teachers also do some college preparation. Um, they teach them and they even get them online and get them filling out applications to schools. Um, they help them with 
various scholarship opportunities, not just the bright futures that Florida offers, but they, if a student has a particular school they want to go to, my teachers research that school and everything that they will need, and they usually have it laid out for that student ready to go. Um, I actually had one teacher this past summer who did a college essay writing course with some of her students that were about to be seniors. Um, and that's another thing that my high school teachers do. They also try to meet with the students and um, work with them on social emotional needs. Our gifted teachers, I have noticed, they have become rooms that are a safe space for our students. A lot of times high school students feel a lot of stress, anxiety, um, you know, just dealing with the pressures of being a high schooler in general are tough. And so my teachers' rooms have become those areas. That's their safe haven, and they run to their gifted teachers, which is what we wanted. So all of our teachers are trained to meet the needs of our students, but they're also trained with those strategies to help them work through these stressful situations. Krista, that was a lot of very useful information. Thank you for joining us. I would also like to thank our listeners for taking the time to tune in. If you have questions in regards to our gifted program, please reach out to Krista Mitchell. Make sure that you stay tuned for additional segments of our ESE Special Education Classrooms.